Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. And we're doing it again. We are back. Episode number two. What up? It is Nick. You're listening to WTF, Where's the Food? I appreciate you listening. And of course, I appreciate you listening to episode number one, the premiere of WTF, Where's the Food? If you could do me a huge favor, if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you got your podcast. And also leave us a review on iTunes. We would much appreciate it. Of course, you can follow along with the show and everything we are doing on the show on social media, all social media platforms, The Foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, on the website, TheFoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And of course, a new episode every Tuesday for the season WTF Where's the Food and how the show is going to run each week. We're going to talk to local and national chefs. Food bloggers give you a chance to meet the food bloggers or the Instagram people you follow on your daily life. Give you the food porn of the week. Update you what's new on thefoodie.com. And of course, give you some food news and all that fun stuff. We are in episode number two. Let me tell you what's running, what's happening on episode number two this week. We're going to talk to Chef John Gallo from Pinch Kitchen in Miami. We're going to get to know him a little bit, find out what uh, some of his favorite foods to cook with are, what the future has for him, which is super important, and his restaurant, Pinch Kitchen. We'll also play a quick game called WTF, What the Fudge? So that that's going to be fun. Also, we're going to talk to Lindsay from The Hunger Diaries. She was the food porn of the week last week. You remember the lobster roll she, she posted, what we reposted, from Brian Seafood Shack in Avalon right outside of Atlanta. We'll talk to her. And find out how she got into the whole food blog thing, where she likes to eat when she comes down to Miami. And someone told me she has an upcoming television show appearance. We'll try to get that out of her because she's she's trying to resist. I don't know what's up with her. So we'll get into that. Also, we'll give you some food news on Salt Bay, uh, Starbucks, Krispy Kreme donuts, and more. And the food porn of the week is by my good friends over at Miami Food Pug. We'll talk about that and give you what's new on thefoodie.com. So let's jump into episode number two with my conversation with Chef John Gallo from Pinch Kitchen in Miami. So taking some time out of his busy day to talk to me today, Chef John Gallo from Pinch Kitchen in Miami. John, so for the people that don't know who John Gallo is or who don't know what Pinch Kitchen is, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, So, I mean... uh... I'm, yeah, I mean, I moved down here, what was it, 2006? It was 2006, uh, originally from New Jersey. Um, so I moved down in 2006, and I went to school at uh, Johnson Wales University. Uh, studied there, and at the same time while I was there, I, uh, I got a job um, at a, a great restaurant in South Beach called Casa Tua. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, school, was, uh, school was amazing, but Casa Tua was my university. I mean, Casa Tua was unbelievable. Uh, you definitely learn a lot on, um, on the job uh, in this career and just learning from the talented chefs that were there. Uh, and throughout all my career, uh, moving on from Casa Tua to DVB show, uh, joining the, the Pub Belly group and uh, Barcelona with Juliana Gonzalez, uh, all amazing chefs and all uh, very, very uh, amazing and talented chefs. And it was, it was amazing to be part of those teams. And uh, yeah, man, I, that's... <laughs> It was basically growing up in some great kitchens here in Miami, and that's uh, that's where I am. That's how I got to where I am today. That's amazing. And did you know when, since you were a young age, that you always wanted to be a chef? 
Uh, I did actually. There was it was to me. It was uh, it was like two things. Uh, so I wanted to either study uh, to be uh, like a chef or to be uh, some type of like computer engineer. And uh, I actually. I did the latter first. I studied to be a computer engineer first, and I hated it. I hated my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, I backed out of that, and uh, that's when I moved down here. And um, yeah, I went with my second choice, which should have been my first choice. I should have known that. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was the better option for me, and uh, I'm loving it. So for someone who is thinking about becoming a chef now and is trying to dip their toes into it, what's the the greatest piece of advice you can tell them? Get a job, <laughs> get a job and get in the kitchen. Uh, school, like I said, school's great. I mean, you're going to learn the basics, the fundamentals in school, but you got to you gotta go out there and you got to start from the bottom. And the, the quicker and the sooner you start, uh, the faster you are going to move up in your career. I mean, that's in any, that's in any field, but uh, this is specifically for, uh, as, a, as if you want to be a chef, if you want to be a restaurateur, uh, you're better off starting as soon as possible because it's long hours, it's long long days on your long feet and uh, yeah <laughs> so it's uh, it's better to start young it's better to start young and uh uh start it, uh start going yeah i would say just get a job <laughs> do you have a favorite kitchen equipment or gadget that you use all the time ah uh, favorite kitchen equipment um let's see i mean there's there's multiple so yeah i mean uh it, I do, mean, you, you gotta, do you have a go to one that if you're, tr- uh, you're trying to create something, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to use this. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, you got to go with the Vitamix. I mean, the Vitamix is a uh, clutch. If you don't have a Vitamix, it's uh, it's tough in this in this professional kitchen life. <laughs> and what are, what are some of your favorite foods to cook with? Oh man, scallops! Scallops are, I mean, it's. It's a technique uh, that you have to have down packed. So make sure you get that nice caramelized golden color on the scallop. And uh, that's that's one of my, that and pasta, I would say like just making pasta and it's just like a Zen moment. But then when you're cooking it and making sure you have that right sauce consistency, uh, I would say yeah, those scallops and pasta, like those are my two favorite, like I could zone out just cooking and basting scallops. <laughs> would you say that um, scallops are the most challenging ingredient to work with? Or one of the most? Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to do it right, yeah. If you want to get a nice caramelized color on it on the bottom, on the top and not get any color, like have it nice and white, uh, that beautiful texture where it's nice and crispy on the top, but then that velvet smooth texture that scallop has. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's a technique that you got to you gotta have down packed, yeah. Now, do you have a drink of choice? You know, beer, wine, spirits? IPA. <laughs> IPA <laughs> I'm, beer, I'm an IPA man, yeah. kind of guy? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, right now we have this amazing, uh, this amazing uh, beer. Uh, the shit, what's this called? Uh, it's off the top of my tongue. Oh, dude, I've drunk. <laughs> I've drunk it like Are all you day. Drunk right I, now? No, no. <laughs> uh, I'll get okay. It'll come to me, but uh, no, I'm, I'm an IPA guy. I mean, uh, beer for me is uh, is my go-to. Now, when you're home, do you cook? No, no, not <laughs> at all. Absolutely not. No. But what do you like to eat? If if anything, uh, what's your go-to snack? Go-to snack, uh, sushi. Uh, sushi is my go-to snack. It's uh, it's the one thing that I never really like uh, got down packed. So I, I myself, I'm not good at sushi. So I love to go out and eat sushi. <laughs> Are there any foods you just don't like or care for at all? 
I hate broccoli. <laughs> Bro- I, I hate broccoli too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, broccoli Rob, I'm down with that. Nice spicy, but broccoli, I don't know. It's just like something I've never, I guess it's something since I was a kid. I just hate it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite food memory? Uh, food memory to me is always uh, my grandmother. Uh, just, uh, I was I was always in the kitchen with her. And uh, to me, I, they never trusted me with anything. So like I was just making a mess. So I was always with uh, the motor and pestle, just, you know, stomping the garlic you know smashing the garlic uh for the for the sofrito or for the tostones that was me it was like they needed to mash the garlic it was like all right where's john find him to give it to him so that was that's my food memory always hanging out in the kitchen with my grandmother and and the smells the everything it was amazing so what what, do you do you think what do you think the food the food world is going what do you think the next big trend is I honestly think it's going to be a, a plant food uh, trend. I think that's going to be like, a, uh, what is it, the, the plant, uh, plant-based plant diet where it's all not vegan, I guess. You can, it's, it's easier to narrow it down, but I think that's the, that's the trend. I think uh, people are starting to go more and more healthy. And, uh, and Pinch, we try to have vegan options as much as possible because we know people are already taking steps to do that and taking care of themselves. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the next big movement. Now, besides... I know you're you're in the kitchen a lot. Your your work. What do you like to do for fun besides drinking? <laughs> <laughs> so besides drinking, uh, I would say uh, kayaking out in the water. I mean, just uh, taking advantage of the nice uh, weather and the beautiful beautiful environment that we have here in Miami. Uh, so yeah, just uh, kayaking, beach, anything out there. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you a hypothetical question, okay? So right. let's say you're you're leaving work. It's late night. You know you're leaving Pinch. You go outside and you find a lottery ticket, and Oof. you end up winning ten million dollars. What do you do? Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten million dollars. Let's see. Um, hypothetically, hypothetically, I would say I probably uh, go on a crazy trip around the world. <laughs> I would just go and, uh, yeah, I mean, Southeast Asia is somewhere I've always wanted to go. So Australia, anywhere, anywhere. I would just do like a trip around the world and just disappear for a while. I think that would be it. That's awesome. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in, and, and Pinch in the next five years? Uh, hopefully uh, we are growing. Uh, you know, obviously the, the idea is always uh, – to grow uh we want to have uh, maybe uh, another location maybe with another concept uh you know renee and myself we're always thinking and uh trying to improve trying to improve pinch so yeah i mean this pinch is always going to be our baby but we always want to you know keep eyes on the on the horizon and open up something else well i know you guys are celebrating two years in november right with pinch yeah two two years it's been crazy. lots of congratulations yeah. uh for that you guys you. doing anything special for the two-year anniversary or uh, we are still working on that, but most likely we'll have some, uh, we'll have some drink specials, uh, as well as some food specials that'll be going on all month. What are, um, some other spots in Miami you'd like to enjoy to eat at? Uh, new in downtown. Um, that's a great restaurant. Uh, a friend of ours, Chef Demi, he's, uh, he's kicking ass down there. Uh, so I would say new, um, there's an amazing restaurant, um, I mean, it's a little taco spot right here that opened up by us. It's called Tacos versus Burritos. Okay. Uh, they just opened up, and that's been like our late night uh, hangout spot lately. So it's been uh, it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, you can't go wrong with tacos. 
No, and especially right after work when you're starving. I mean, <laughs> a cold, a cold, uh, a cold Modelo and uh, some nice freaking tacos is now is we're all talking. You want. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite dish at Pinch? It could be on the menu. Could have been on the menu in the past, or uh, oof. there was this uh, one of the first. One of the first uh, menu items that we had came up with was this um, oxtail risotto. Uh, it's it was just like a, a plain Parmesan risotto, risotto, uh, Parmigiano Reggiano, really really good stuff. And um, we just put this beautifully braised oxtail um, on top. So it was like this beautiful creamy white risotto, this rich, really really good oxtail on top. And you kind of just mix that all together, and it just it was a it was unbelievable. You're making me hungry right now, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. <laughs> now, this is something new, John. Uh, we're going to play a game. Then I'm going to say two things. You just pick one, and we call it What the Fudge. You ready? Okay. Butter or olive oil? Butter. Pancakes or omelets? Pancakes. Gin or vodka or none? None. <laughs> Pigs in a blanket or bruschetta? Bruschetta. Uh, food on a skewer or food on a tiny spoon? <laughs> food on a skewer. <laughs> uh, baked or fried? Fried. And lobster or steak? Oh, wow. Uh, lobster, you have to go with, yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people you find miss. you? Tell people how to come out to Pinch and, and everything you guys got going on. Uh, well, we're here, 8601 Biscayne Boulevard. Uh, we're here every day, Renee and myself, so... Uh, come by, say hi. We got an open kitchen. Come to the pass. And uh, if not, you can always follow us on Instagram at Pinch Miami. And yeah, man, appreciate the time. Thank you so much to Chef John Gallo from Pinch Kitchen in Miami. Make sure you check them out. Amazing, amazing restaurant. You're going to love it. If you're in the Miami area, make sure you check that out. Of course, we've got pictures of all the food that you can dine and feast at at Pinch Kitchen on the website right now, thefoodie.com, T H E F O O D E. Dot com and on social media, the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. My name is Nick, and this is WTF Where's the Food? And uh, guess what time it is, guys? It's time for some food news. So the man behind the photo and the video that was going around for such a long time, better known as Salt Bay, is opening up his first ever U.S. restaurant. Guess what? It's opening up right here in Miami, he's going to be opening up a branch of the mini Turkish steakhouse chain, Nurseret. I might be butchering that, but Nurseret in the former Koya Miami space this October, people. So we're just a couple days away to hit October. So coming really, really soon at 999 Brickell Avenue. This will mark the 11th location for Nurseret, which has outposts in places like Turkey and Dubai. He's also planning to open a restaurant in New York City later this year, but Lucky for us, he picked Miami first, and it's opening up right here in Brickell. It's going to be open for lunch and dinner daily and feature a full bar program as well. Can't wait for that. And now you can fill your home with the intoxicating scents of your favorite donut shop. Check this out, because Krispy Kreme Donut has scented candles, people, if you did not know. They're three-ounce heaven-scent candles. They come in six cents, original glazed. Due to the leche, cinnamon apple filled, powdered blueberry, maple ice glaze, and new this year, pumpkin spice. And best of all, they're only $1, people. You can get them at Dollar Tree, so make sure you look out for that. And if you're a Starbucks fan, everybody seems to love the pumpkin spice latte, right? Well, 
The coffee chain has something new and something special for you. They're launching a second fall flavor called the Maple Pecan Latte. It's a blend of espresso, milk, maple syrup, and pecan, complete with an autumn topping of sugar to bring some extra texture to the drink. And guess what? It's available right now. So check it out and let me know your thoughts on it. Hit me up on social at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Now, in uh, some not-so-good coffee news, Death Wish Coffee is recalling bottles over an actual risk of death. The world's strongest coffee that has a warning label on it has to recall bottles of its nitro cold brew because there's a chance they'll give customers botulism. Now, botulism is an illness the WHO describes as rare but potentially fatal. Now, Death Wish Coffee is not saying that nitro cold brew has given anybody botulism yet. But the recall is just precautionary, and purchasers have been asked to please dispose of the tainted cans, and the company says everyone who bought one will get a refund. Not so good news, so uh, make sure you take care of that if you have some Death Wish coffee on you. And need I say more for unclear reasons? I don't know why someone did this, but they are selling Fireball-flavored bagels. Now, the bagel was created at New Jersey's The Bagel Nook, And they made it by pouring fireball into the dough itself, then dunking the bagels into a fireball glaze, sprinkling on some cinnamon sugar and pairing it with apple pie cream cheese. Why? I don't think we need this, but if this is something you're into, make sure you check out the Bagel Nook in New Jersey. And Albertsons, you know, the supermarket, they are buying Plated, which uh, if you haven't heard about Plated, it's a meal kit service. And they're still ranked in one of the five biggest meal kit providers with some $95 million in venture capital raised to date. Now, Albertsons has only said that the stores will start stocking a rotating selection of plated $10 to $12 meals in the coming months. The deal itself is expected to close by the end of the month. And surprisingly, this makes Albertsons the first grocery chain to acquire a meal kit startup. And in some local Miami news besides the Salt Bay opening a restaurant, On Saturday, September 30th, this weekend, Sweet Liberty Drinks and Supply Company, one of my favorite bars out there, will team up with a good friend of mine, Chat Chow, for a very special bourbon-filled brunch in celebration of National Bourbon Month, people. Sweet Liberty is going to offer a four-course brunch-tasting menu featuring bourbon-infused dishes, and each course will be paired perfectly with a craft cocktail made with Jim Beam Black, Knob Creek, and Maker's Mark. And to support those affected by Hurricane Irma, Sweet Liberty will donate a portion of the proceeds from the National Bourbon Month brunch to Feeding South Florida, which Feeding South Florida is the leading domestic hunger relief organization in South Florida. And they can provide six meals for those in need for every $1 donated. There's limited tickets available. All the info on the blog right now, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. So if you're in the Miami area, make sure you check out the event. It's a great event. Shout out to my man over at Chat Chow. TV, which will be on the show in about two weeks, about two weeks. And that's all the food news for this week. Of course, we got it all on the blog at thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And how about a quick word from our friends over at The Yielding Seed? So there's this really amazing meal delivery service I need to tell you guys about. It's called The Yielding Seed. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they do it all and do it all well. No need to go to the grocery store and buy ingredients to make your food. They bring the meals to you so you can spend more time doing the things you want to do and less time trying to meal plan. I can tell you from personal experience, it is the best tasting meal delivery service in the Miami area. And you can sign up for the traditional plan or the paleo plan 
because there's something for everyone. The Yielding Seed takes great pride in providing chef-prepared, freshly-made meals each and every day for each and every one of their clients. You want to have the Yielding Seed, so what are you waiting for? And sign up today at theyieldingseed.com. You'll thank me later. All right, as promised each and every week, we're going to give you a chance to meet your favorite food blogger or Instagram people. Gives you a chance to get to know the people behind the account or behind the blog. This week, we're talking to Lindsay from The Hunger Diaries. You can follow her right now at The Hunger Diaries, at the underscore hunger underscore diaries. You know, she was the food porn of the week last week with that lobster roll that just made my mouth water. We're going to talk to her and find out how she got into the whole food blog thing, where she likes to eat when she does the occasional visit to Miami. And she's going to be in a television show, so we'll try to get that out of her. So let's jump into my conversation with Lindsay from The Hunger Diaries. Lindsay from The Hunger Diaries, how are you? I am great. Um, how are you today? I'm good. I, I mean, I couldn't be happier. We're alive. We're eating. I mean, we're doing what we love, right? Yes. I wish I was eating. To be honest, I'm not eating right now, but I'm thinking about eating. So that's close. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> now, people that don't follow you yet because they will after this interview, tell me and, and tell the listeners how you started The Hunger Diaries. So uh, The Hunger Diaries I um, is basically a place where I do food photography and I review individual items rather than reviewing whole restaurants. So I am on my website, you'll see that I have mostly just reviews of individual items as well. And then I will do kind of best of articles. And sometimes I'll do a feature every now and then um, on my social media. It's basically just the, uh, the individual photos, obviously. And I say whether or not I like them. And uh, unlike some other food bloggers out there, I am very honest and when I don't like something I am not afraid to say it and so that's sort of what I want to tell people is that they can always trust me to be honest with them and if I don't like something then they will know it now what made you get into the whole food blog business thing uh so I've always been obsessed with food. Like when I was younger, I was always the person that like my friends would want to come over for dinner, but their parents wouldn't let me come because they didn't have enough food. <laughs> like <laughs> my mom, it was, it's like a true story too. And my, uh, my mom was a really, really good cook and she would always make like Italian food, like really rich, like making me hungry pasta. right now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I always ate really really well at home and um, my mom always watched Food Network and so since I was like since Grillin' and Chillin' was around I don't know if you remember Grillin' and Chillin' but Bobby Flay was like his first show on the Food Network like a really long time ago ever since then I have you know been a Food Network follower gotcha and <laughs> learned like everything that I know from cooking from the Food Network and from my mom and so it made me start cooking a lot and a few years ago, this other girl that I know was starting a food blog and I was going to go and start it with her and it, it didn't end up working out with us, but I thought, you know, this is the perfect time for me to really do what I, what I've always wanted to do and, you know, create my own sort of career based all around what I love the most. And that was food. <laughs> I think it's just incredible and so awesome that you can take something you love and turn it into a career. It's just, it's, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I think the you know the way the um, internet and culture is nowadays. I think anyone can really make a career out of any hobby or any of their passions. You know, that's the the glory of uh, social media and you know being able to just create your own platform and and whatnot online. Now, what can you say is probably the proudest moment you've had on Instagram or the blog? Um. <laughs> So it's funny. I really can't say what my what my truly my proudest moment is, and you'll find out that in the next like couple of months. I'm I'm gonna be on on television, but I just can't say what it is. So, but I oh, that would, come on. I know. I really can't. I you know, NDA. <laughs> I would get in a These lot of NDAs. Um, I know, but that's my that would be my proudest moment. But other than that, on Instagram, um. You know, earlier this summer, I really honed my photography skills, and now I really feel like I have a an identifiable brand that I've got really good quality photos, and that people would know exactly what they're getting when they come to my page. Um, so I think that that was kind of a proud moment for me. It's a real struggle when you're trying to, you know, identify yourself in the in the world of Instagram or blogs or whatever and to finally feel like you uh, you know who you are as a blogger or an influencer is a really really good feeling do you like so for people that are listening that may be thinking about dipping their toes into the whole Instagram or food blogger business do you have any food photography tips that you've kind of learned that you could share that you thought were valuable in, in kind of to figure out your own way <laughs> So there's a website called Creative Live that I was recommended and they offer, they have classes you can purchase and they also every once in a while offer the classes for free if you watch them live. And so I ended up uh, buying two um, photography classes that I watched. And the other thing I'd say is, you know, once you've learned that, you have to just practice, practice, practice. It's like anything else. If you don't use it, you lose it and you just have to keep learning. As far as... um. As far as taking really good food photos, um, the things that I typically think about that are the most important are angles and lighting. Um, you know, what am I shooting? Does it look better from the side? Does it look better from the top? Does it look better from a 45 degree angle? Um, try to find a window if you're at home, if you can have your food in that natural light. That is always the single most important thing for food photography, in my opinion. Um, there's ways if you don't have good lighting to create decent lighting, but that, you know, if natural lighting always prevails. So that would be like my biggest tip. And, you know, if whatever your style is, just try to identify with that. For me, it's like up close and personal food porn. So I just try to find the star of whatever I'm shooting. And that could be like a cheese drip or it could be like or like the lobster roll that chocolate. just made my mouth water last week or the lobster yeah just like i mean lobs the large chunks of of lobster like speak for themselves you want to highlight the best part of whatever it is you're shooting you know so those are just a few things to keep in mind if if someone's interested in, in food photography now i'm gonna switch it up a little bit do you have a favorite burger so in Atlanta, I actually did a top five burgers article, um, which is on my website. And on that, my top burger in Atlanta is from this place called the Albert. 
and it's just like a little dive bar mm. and it's like completely unassuming. Um, I'm a double patty girl. Like I love double patty. I like it. I like it. All my heart. <laughs> and I love American cheese on cheeseburgers. And this place does a really good version of a double patty, uh, American cheese cheeseburger and they add like caramelized onions on it and mayo and it's just like so perfect. It really like puts you into like gives you the itis. Sounds so good right now, to be honest. Oh, it's delicious. I want to go and get one now. So when <laughs> you're when you're down here in South Florida, where do you like to eat? When I'm down in South Florida, uh, I do have a good friend at the Grilled Cheese Gallery, and I love going there. It's in Northwood, which is like Palm Beach area. Mm -hmm. um, in Miami, oh, where is the place that I went? There is a spot that I just went to. It's on South Beach, but, you know, there's so many places on mm -hmm. South Beach. The guy from Top Chef is the executive chef there. He, like, was one of oh, the um, Matador Room? The Matador Room. Thank you. So, yeah, I ate at the Matador Room, and that was phenomenal. Well, you know, the chef from there, Jeremy Ford, he opened a restaurant uh, just recently in Miami and South Beach called The Stubborn Seed by Jeremy Ford. The Stubborn Seed. Yeah. Interesting. You got to check it out. i try that out. Yeah. So how can uh, people follow you, plug your, your Instagram, The Hunger Diaries, also the blog, all that fun stuff? So uh, my website, again, is, is www.thehungerdiaries.com. Uh, my Instagram handle is at the underscore hunger underscore diaries. But if you just type the hunger diaries in, I'll come up. Um, my my profile picture is me eating a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> How fitting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> From the grilled cheese gallery, mind you. And um, on Facebook, I'm at hunger diaries, all one word. And it's also me with a grilled cheese sandwich as my cover photo. And uh yeah those are my main three platforms i am on pinterest and i'm on um like linkedin and stuff but LinkedIn. no nobody cares about linkedin <laughs> nobody really does <laughs> thank you so much to my friend Lindsay from the hunger diaries and now it's time for the food porn of the week and this week there's no questions why i shouldn't pick a cheeseburger right last week was national cheeseburger day so this week my friends over at miami food pug Posted this just amazing burger from Proof in Midtown, Miami. It just made my mouth water. So the grass-fed cheeseburger from Proof in Miami posted by Miami Food Pug for National Cheeseburger Day is this week's food porn of the week. Make sure to follow Miami Food Pug right now at Miami Food Pug. The burger is mouth-watering. I just reposted it on the account, the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. I could not stop craving this burger after I saw this picture it has a homemade potato bun, white cheddar alioli, and caramelized onions. It just looks amazing. Proof is located in Midtown Miami if you're in the area. Make sure you check it out. And, of course, check out the picture on the Instagram right now. And, you know, over here in WTF Where's the Food, we're always looking for new apps, new ideas. We love technology because food and technology have increasingly become more as one. So I got a chance to talk to the president and CEO of Perfect Brands. His name is Dennis Cummingham. He has a new app. It's called AirTab, which is a local guide to free drinks at local trending bars. So I'll, I'll let him explain more about the app. So let's jump into my conversation with Dennis Cunningham right now. So Dennis Cunningham, thank you so much for joining us. And before we get into the whole app thing, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I've been a serial entrepreneur, Nick, most of my life. Uh, got the bug when I was real young in Silicon Valley and uh, developed some technologies and some businesses and and uh, been, you know, going from business to business. I've built and usually sell them uh, and was in the mortgage space for about uh, 20 years as a lender in Florida. And um, in that space, we kind of retired out of it and turned this into the liquor space somehow by connections and by fluke would have it. Uh, we had a great product called Perfect Vodka, and we wanted to figure out a way to be different, how to stand out. And I realized really quickly uh, in my experience in technology that that's the only way to really stand up against multi-billion dollar competitors like Jack Daniels and Grey Goose and mm -hmm. other big brands. So we, we, we came up with a unique way uh, with that experience, and I can tell you a little bit about it. Okay, let's just jump right into it. You have an app called AirTab. What is AirTab? Well, AirTab is a very unique social platform uh, that uh, allows the person that downloads the app to get access to events and to also earn access to reward drinks where you can get free free uh, liquor, uh, free alcoholic who, beverages. Who doesn't like free liquor? Uh, I, I, I haven't met a person yet, so I'm, I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain. Now I was reading how this AirTab works, and I keep reading and seeing this thing called Here Now Live Technology. Is this yes. kind of something you created, or it, it, it's someone else created, and you're just using it? Because I've never heard of it, to be honest. With you. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, we we actually invented it. Uh, we've got some great great coders. Uh, they're they've been working with us since the inception of the technology, and we kind of fell into it, Nick. What what happened was we we realized that people love free drinks. And, and, you know, the bars benefit from the foot traffic. So if we're able to drive drive us uh, people into uh, a restaurant or bar, uh, like speakeasies or cool restaurants that have a cool vibe that also have a bar, it's pretty much our theme. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really unique food. We, we attract a lot of foodies because we try to go up to the one-off restaurants. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the advantages that we do is that something no one's ever done before. Uh, you're familiar with Foursquare and Facebook, obviously. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. And, and Foursquare pioneered the uh, check-in model years ago. 100%. And Foursquare is now called Swarm. Yep. And um, so what they did was you had to physically check in, just like Facebook. If, I, if you want me to know that you're somewhere, uh, then you could check in. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the, showing the, off to your friends, like, hey, I'm out, you're not, you know. Right. Or come but hang out. you and out. I right now. Yeah. Yeah, and where you are right now, you could check in to, to uh, Sydney, Australia from your phone right now. Correct. You could literally check into a restaurant in France if you wanted to from Palm Beach County. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really not very accurate, and it doesn't really help anybody know where you are. They, they can't come hang out with you. And, you know, recently Snapchat came out with a, a deal where there's a locator, and they call it Ghost, and it, it, it's, a, it's a really cool platform they have that shows, you know, where you may be. But what we did was with Here Now Live technology, uh, whenever you do go into one of our restaurants or bars, you get auto-populated to let let people know who's there and to let your friends know that you're there and you're ready to, to have some drinks with them and hang out and socialize. And they're under different parameters, different security settings. So the parameters may be, maybe you want to search for who's single. Uh, that's coming out in a week. Uh, you want to see who's all about business. Uh, you want to see only guys, only girls, only friends, only, you know, non-friends. Uh, you could, and you could only be seen by the bartender if you want to. Um, so that way you could still get the free drinks you qualify for when you walk through the door. So what would happen when you walk into the bar, it'll say, Hey Nick, welcome to, you know, um, you know, CWS and Lake Worth. Uh, while you're here, don't forget you've got two free drinks from Dennis. 
uh, in your drink locker. You can redeem them here. Now, the only way you can redeem it is that we knew you were there. So you physically have to be there, and that's the only app to ever work like this. That's awesome. That will auto-check you in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How many locations right now have AirTab at their restaurant or bar? Well, we've got about 125 that are pending collectively, but about 40 or 50, I guess, are in now. Uh, we started off the original platform was with um, an iPad, but we've actually moved past it to make everything aggregate and take place on the person's phone live. Awesome. So it'll make us accelerate faster. Um, we tend to want to go to the really cool places, like we said earlier. Um, so we're very being very careful. We don't want every place to be in this. We want it to be where you and I would go hang out. Correct, because you kind of uh, want it, it to be exclusive in a, in a sense. Yes. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And now is AirTap only available in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach area? Uh, we also are in uh, Tampa, Orlando, and we just opened up the New Orleans market as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you, you tend to only see what's available to you immediately. Um, but you had mentioned, you know, that a lot of your listeners, if not all of them, I know my wife and I are big foodies. Um, there's going to be some really cool updates happening. So restaurants and, and bars in our network are going to be able to start offering what's called AirTab pop-up offers, which are like kind of cool tastings with unique offers of, you know, try these three wines and see how you like it in a wine tasting or food. Like this is such a great cut of you know organic beef or a unique type of fish or even a vegan dish that's available if you come Tuesday or Wednesday night at this time. It gives you the chance to get exclusive offers available and the technology that you can't get unless you're a member of AirTab, which of course is completely free. That's awesome. And I imagine you have plans for expanding all over the U.S. and maybe even internationally. Yeah, our goal is um, because we have liquor liquor suppliers – you know, when I first started the liquor brand, Perfect Vodka, I took that brand over. Uh, we had like 25 to 30 multi-billion dollar competitors. And now those multi-billion dollar competitors are our customers. Wow. So they're kind of paving the way to say, hey, listen, uh, we want you to go to Atlanta. We want to go to Chicago. We want to go to Austin and Dallas. We want to go to San Francisco. We want to go to San Diego. We want to go to New York. We want to go to Austin. And they're kind of paving the way over the next 12 months, and we ex anticipate, you know, pouring, you know, 40 to 50 million drinks over the next 24 months. Where do you see AirTab five years from now? Our goal is, is to be the first app ever to accurately tell you what to do on a Friday night. It's going to say, hey, listen, here's where all your <laughs> friends are. You know, here's where you go for the free grub, uh, free drinks. Here's where you go for the, the great stuff. Here's what's trending. Here's what liquor brands are trending. Here's what drinks are trending. And we actually have a cool thing. Nick, something we're creating with some of the top wineries around the world right now. Uh, we just got back from Napa, and I uh, can't give you the, be a spoiler alert on this just Spoiler, yet, can't say anything. Can't say anything, but there is a big brand that they own 52 wineries and 500 wines are the largest in the world. And we are putting together a deal with them right now to when you go to a wine tasting, and let's say you choose one of the three wines, when you go to a Publix, it'll pop up on your phone and say, hey, Nick, you know that wine you had when you were at the wine tasting at Capital or whatever restaurant? Well, guess what? It's an aisle five. Here's a picture of it. And if you buy it now and take a snapshot and upload your receipt, you get two more drinks in your drink locker. That's awesome. So it's good stuff. Really, we want to incentivize people with free stuff and give them the experiences that, that especially the millennial generation has really grown to appreciate, but without having to pay a price for it. Dennis, congrats on all success. Where can people get AirTab? 
Yeah, just go to the App Store, uh, either either Android or, or Apple. Um, in about 10 days, we're going to have a substantial update that's going to give you the ability to to earn cocktails and and to know and, and invite friends and be a part of cool experiences that all cost zero. So it's it's really the right price. Thank you so much to Dennis Cunningham. Make sure you check out his app, AirTab. Let me know your thoughts at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And what's new on thefoodie.com this week? We got a first taste, and we got to check out brunch at Blomo Tequila and Taco Bar. It's located in Coral Gables, right on Miracle Mile. And Blomo comes to us from the owners of Crema Gourmet Espresso Bar in Copper 29. They have brunch on Saturday and Sundays from noon to 4 p.m., and you can get unlimited mimosa and sangrias for only $15 a person, which is a great deal. Happy hour every single day until 8 p.m. They got Taco Tuesday. They do it all at Blomo Tequila and Taco Bar in Cora Gables. We went for brunch. We got pictures of the food right now. Tacos, elote, avocado toast, huevos rancheros, all that and so much more. We did the first taste. Check out what we think about Blomo Tequila and Taco Bar in Cora Gables on the blog right now at thefoodie.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Dot com And that wraps up the big show, episode number two in the books. Thank you, everyone, for listening and subscribing. I appreciate it. And make sure to, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast. We're everywhere, people. You can follow us on social media at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And, of course, on the blog, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. My name is Nick. Thank you all again for listening. Episode number three coming to you next Tuesday. And WTF Where's the Food is part of the Vibe Media Podcast Network. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of WTF Where's the Food. And remember to hashtag never stop eating. Never stop eating.